Dan's Driving Double Feature presents Spooky Minutes Spent in a Ghost House, episode 47. I'm Dan, your host. This was at one time a minute-by-minute podcast. Then it became a a five-minute-at-a-time podcast. Now it's a a ten-minute-at-a-time podcast because I feel like I'm going to pass on before I finish this podcast. And it's sister podcast, 70s Friends of Frankenstein and Howling 2 and 7-2. So episode 47 of this, we're going to... This is interesting because the other two... The Howling and the Frankenstein ones will end with 48, because all those films are under 90 minutes. Spookies is 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 85 minutes change, um, but Ghost House is about 94, 95 minutes. So there will be a 49th episode of this one that is just the last five minutes of Ghost House. I know it's pretty, it's going to be anticlimactic, but it's going to be the climax of Ghost House, but it's going to be anticlimactic because Spookies will be done. But that, that happens with the minute by minute sometimes. So, um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, everyone, uh, we're, we're going to do 10 minutes here. We're going to do 71 through 80. And we're, when we left last, when we left last, left, last, last, left, laughs, last, last, left, Spookies, um, Carol, who uh, her head split open and the old guy Creon was sitting with his son and his son was harnessing their power and had basically blasted the last three people alive in there to the ground and the last thing we saw one of them the really nicely dressed one um uh gosh I want to say Susan uh, was sort of rising up from the ground, and suspiciously, her hair was now very sort of gray slash white. Um, like I said, the 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 spookies is. Uh, so I'm looking at the at the, on the Blu-ray here. It's it says 85:22, but the last 10 seconds or so would be the vinegar syndrome thing. So so it's logo. So we're talking 85 minutes and probably 10 seconds. So when we're done talking these 10 minutes we only got about five minutes of spookies left and probably two minutes of that is is oh my gosh we really don't have much left to talk about here i wonder yeah i wonder how much is going to be left when we get to the end of the 10 minutes i haven't watched the 10 minutes left but but we we're ending where i said they've got blasted and they're all on the ground trying to get up and it looks like they might be aged let me have a little sip of my tea mm, creon flavored uh, I'll join you on the other side of this pause. A lot of stuff happens in these ten minutes. Most of it involving Isabel, Isabella, Isabel, uh, the uh, the bride of Creon, um, being chased by the undead, and it's a pretty good chase too. But let's do that. That starts about five minutes in, um, and and basically the the minutes begin with. Um, Apparently, the last three of them—the the the older gentleman, the sort of square gal, and big big boobs McGee, um, Duke's gal—they all, I guess, they die. Uh, Carol kills them, or there's some kind of the 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 corpse that they that falls out of the um, the closet originally that has something in its hand. The um, as the kind of square couple is being aged, the guy tries to get the hand, and the corpse comes to life, and. The little kid is told that he can do whatever he wants, and and it looks like um, the uh, I, I I don't quite know what that is that the, the the that the corpse has in its its hand, but it comes to life and it kind of looks around. It's a little goofy. It's a little fun. It's a little weird, and I guess he's he's trying to throw it, throw the the hand and the corp whatever's in the corpse's hand 
at the big globe head of Carol that's now opened up. But Carol holds up the Ouija board and the arm like hits the Ouija board and all kinds of electrical stuff flies everywhere and then all of a sudden it cuts back to Creon in the sun and Creon has a chessboard in front of him and he knocks over three pawns presumably meaning that, that those three are dead. You don't you don't see them I mean you see the this the square woman I wish I could remember her name. You see her kind of looking up at her boyfriend or whoever that is there, the older guy and then just kind of gradually she closes her eyes and fades down to the ground and you only see in one brief shot and she isn't made up to look old or anything she just looks regular and struggling you see the other gal and and she doesn't look anywhere near death and and the the guy who is made up to look older and everything you just see him like like recoiling as all the energy flies up around carol and the ouija board and then apparently they're all dead i i don't fully grasp what happened there i was going to say it's funny it almost looks like the um they're almost doing one of those like um uh like the um i was going to say the end of the wonder woman movie where wonder woman is fighting aries in the um on the uh, runway of the airport and it's just basically like you know like aries is throwing all this these special effects at her and she's fending off all these special effects and putting some of her special effects back his way and stuff like that you know it's like um like a, like a friend of mine saying, I think like he couldn't watch the Harry Potter movies, and I haven't seen any of them. But you know, because sort of like when you do wizardy magic fighting or like Doctor Strange, it's just like people with one colored ray throwing a special effect at other people who have another color ray, and they're throwing a special effect at the fr- you know, and it's like it, it's like, and then all of a sudden something happens, and that's kind of what it looks like here. It, it looks like. Um, there, there's a strange blue misty smoke and, and noises and everything and they're getting older and older and he throws the arm and it hits the Ouija board and all of a sudden electricity sprays up everywhere and all kinds of uh, special effects arcing all over the place and craziness and then it's done what happened who knows it's done well, there, there you go there you go that's all done so they're dead and um, um, I, I guess I guess they help Isabel was already alive um, when the, like the first person was killed so I guess these help give her more energy or something because then it cuts to after Creon there because Isabel kind of like in a she looks like she's in like in a crypt or something and the cat guy is watching her and then she goes and talks to in a really lovely shot where she like walks through a doorway and on the blu-ray it looks gorgeous and Creon is there and they have a chat about how you could love me I've never learned how to love or say you love me but she's got like an ice pick and she stabs him in the head with it, and he drops dead over like a coffin, bleeding. And she takes off running, and um, and it's interesting in that you think she's going. There must they must be on like two different planes of existence here, because all of a sudden you you think she's going to climb up from the basement or or climb up. There's that one like grave we keep seeing that's like buckling. You know, there's a tombstone and then like a grave with a chain and a lock over it that gets struck by lightning at one point. It's kind of like buckling and the ground around is buckling like something wants to get out of there. At one point you hear like pig noises or something. And and, and it's, it's inter- I thought it was interesting in that when she's finally killed Creon and she's going to escape, she doesn't like climb up from underground. You you see this, the, I guess, the back of the house. I want to say sort of in the vicinity where they fought the Death Reaper thing earlier on, and and all of a sudden you see her, cl- all of a sudden a window, sh- the like the the shutters on a window fly open, 
in a, from a distance on the second floor and she climbs out of the window and you're like oh, wait a minute she was up there or maybe that's the only place she could get out or maybe like I said maybe this is on like two planes of existence the spot where Creon is sort of in a spiritual place and then the spot where the people are the humans are and then you sort of think I guess so she's, now she's in our reality or is she still in the other reality and doesn't realize it I don't know I don't know but it's, it's just kind of I, I love the fact that it, I mean it's it, it kind of it'll never be explained it'll never be explained any more than uh, you know like where did the neon maniacs come from it'll never be explained where what exactly is the I mean the the relation is full 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 on that um the the stuff we saw with the the three people fighting carol and all the special effects and everything that was one group of filmmakers and the stuff in the rest of the the time that we're watching with isabel climbing down the side of the building then the through the um the uh the um the vines and everything and that the um trellis work and everything um that's shot by a different set of film the stuff with creon the cat person that that's a different set of filmmakers so i i don't even think they were like i would love to i would love to have had someone say like so where they're supposed to be underground but how is she con i mean there there is a moment like where they're sitting right right earlier on where you or maybe it's always when like creon's sitting uh, in whatever room he's in and there's like like a fireplace and it looks like he could be in like a decrepit living room so it's like he's existing like a from beyond kind of thing you know where they suddenly you you can see that where you know the room i'm in right now there are like a thousand other beings in the room at the same time we're all just on different planes of existence kind of so so creon and isabel and the cat man and the little kid are on another plane of existence and they've been sending these monsters over to claim the souls and bring them onto their plane so he can keep her alive and then bring her to life although he does say um you know you know you if you fully accept me and you love me that that won't be killing you anymore but uh, she seems fine when she's climbing down the side of the building and running from zombies and everything so and i i I, it's 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 interesting the way it goes now from i mean like the isabel or isabel character we, we hardly know her you know all we know about her is that you know her her husband is kept her alive by sacrificing the soul of all these poor people and you, you think it's just it's just so rotten when you're seeing the guy there struggling to get to the corpse and trying to save the day you th- as he's doing that the first thought i had was is this irreparable you know is is the fact that they're aged like this is this something they can get out of is this something that can be turned around or you know even if they save the day have they been each aged like 25 or 30 years you know are they stuck as all but you know are we past the point i mean obviously like i said you can't tell boobs mcgee dies but it looks like the other gal the straight more straight lace gal looks like she probably dies of old age right there and and or or not but it but it's sort of you you always you know you always kind of i said this in the last one that the inevitability of it you know the moment they came onto the property and the first person got killed and they ran into the house they were all dead there was nothing they could do about it and just just think it's because the duke brought him here you know like duke got lost would admit he got lost and then suddenly here they are and um and uh, i guess those last like i said those last souls kept isabel alive and she tries to escape and it's it gets there are some great zombies and there's some of them are just you know sort of 
zombie lake style you know there's like their arm is painted blue but the their fingers aren't you know kind of thing it's like okay well that's not maybe not the best um but uh but it's still exciting there are a lot of people and it has it has the great sort of numbers of zombies chasing after her so there's kind of, there's a great overhead shot that doesn't go on long enough i think where she's like running on a winding path and as she's from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen at the bottom of the screen there are zombies behind her and coming at her from either side and as she runs along other zombies rise up out of the 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 ground and from behind trees and stuff one of them looks like he's got camouflage on so some camouflage i don't mean camouflage like cam camouflage outfit like he's got like branches on his head like he was hiding in the ground or something or by a tree um i'm a branch um but it's really nicely done i think there's some really great shots and and there is really a feeling of it's strange because i mean i guess you care about her a bit because she's trying to run away from this evil guy and she's an attractive young lady and um you 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 know you don't you've seen so much killing already you want someone and i, I here's the thing it's never said like why they got married presumably the fact that she says she never learned how to love meant there's probably this was probably not her choice but if it was her choice then she should have chosen much better than that jerk and it's um it's it's i I think it's an interesting kind of kind of scene because they really do a nice job and there are a lot of fun zombies a lot of close-ups of great zombie faces zombie makeup that first zombie that says mama mama and this weird implication that wait a minute are, is that is that actually like has he been like fooling around with her and she's been giving birth while she's been in the coma and giving birth to these weird and I thought like are all these zombies meant to be like her children I thought probably not um, maybe a few too many flannels in there I like the fact that there are so many of them seem to be wearing flannels by the end uh, the only part of it, uh, the the zombie chase, I, I really like the zombie chase scene. I like the way it ends with her. She does a pretty good stunt where she's on top of the car and she tries to lower herself in the car and she slips. She's a, she's barefoot throughout much of this run. They kind of tear the dress off her and she's like in um, the slip and she's barefoot running through there. And all I thought is Lyme's disease, Lyme's disease. Um, and she kind of slips as she's trying to get in the car, but she writes herself and then a guy runs up. What, what do you, and it's, I think you can see that maybe something's going a little weird here when this guy runs up to the car and says, what are you doing in my car? And there are like six or seven zombies like climbing over the wall behind her. And you're like, I can't see the zombies. Maybe something weird is about to happen. We are near the end of the movie. There's, there's only five minutes and change left in the movie. So, but I think I think it's nicely done. The, the that sort of opening mo the, the sort of opening moments where she's on the ground, and there are like five or six zombies kind of like reaching out of the ground, grabbing at her, grabbing at her, tearing off her clothes and things. That goes on a bit too long. Um, when she gets running, I think it's it's pretty nice because she she keeps up a nice pace, and and there are enough uh, zombies around her. I th- I think it's a pretty great scene. I I remember, I remember when I first saw this on USA um, Saturday Nightmares really enjoying the film and this this and this not thinking it was going to end like this 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 i like this because you you don't expect the film to end with like a like a uh six or seven minute long zombie chase scene involving a character you've barely seen in the movie but i really got into it i thought this is really well done and i always felt bad later on when you learn like the original filmmakers that this they didn't make this part of the film and i thought oh this is I kind of really like this part. This is a nice way to end the film. It's unexpected. It's exciting. And it has a feeling of, like, are they going to eat her? 
is that the plan? That doesn't seem... I mean, if if these are like... It's like, funny, why didn't the zombies come out when the people got there? Unless... Well, we'll see what happens in the last five minutes. But I like it. I think it's. I think it's a. I think it's a fun sequence. And like I said, we only got five minutes and change left. So let us go on to um, Ghost House. Where were the? Oh yeah, Tina got cut in half. Ugh. Okay, ten minutes of Ghost House starting now. I thought it was uh, Tina and Lisa, I think, in the last episode, didn't I? And uh, it's Tina and Susan. Susan, the one, the older one, is still alive. Tina's the one that got cut in half. And Mark is the guy who, with the red hair who got stabbed in the arm a while ago. And Paul and Martha are the other two. And Henrietta is the little girl. And um, Mr. Henry or something? I forget it's the name of the, one of the characters. I don't know. But the, those are all the names in this one and this is a this 10 minutes mainly is um it's mainly mainly martha getting chased around by the the old evil caretaker of the house um uh and he's got a scythe or sickle of some kind and she somehow winds up locked into a mausoleum type thing that's built into a hill and um, it's the baker. It's the it's the mausoleum of the the family and the little girl. You see the little girl's casket, and her name is Henrietta. Although it's spelled, it ends with an e. Henriette, I guess, rather than Henrietta. Again, it's one of those things. This is the um, the the moment she goes from the the hill um, and goes through the door. She's going from somewhere in New England to a studio somewhere in Italy, and yeah, someone's spelling the name Henrietta wrong. You figure they'd look that up and find. That out. They spelled Baker right, and they have the seem to have the dates right, fifty eight to sixty seven, which would have been twenty years or so before the movie. So she would have been nine or so. Although when I first saw that, I saw it thought it said thirty eight, and I thought, well, that seems old. Um, and they do have a weird moment where like a, a decrepit cobwebby hand comes out of her casket coffin grabs like a vase or something and begins to lift it to smash Martha with it and it's kind of weird because it doesn't look like it it, it it looks like it's just a, a disembodied arm that's picked up something and, and kind of is moving towards her rather than like a full body although Martha screams at it and Martha does yell get me out of here I can't stand it in here get me out of here someone get me out of here Paul get me out of here a lot in the last couple minutes so if you want to hear her yell that you can get some of that i do like when martha is running through the the graveyard at one point she has does a sprightly leap over a gravestone and i know that's fun they kind of they're dressing her all frumpy um and and she's kind of whiny but she's got the little oh she's a little little um nimble there and i like that although they have that that weird thing where um, very clearly the caretaker guy is having trouble walking. He looks like he's constipated. Like, oh, I can't stay together cheeks. He's kind of doing that walk. And she's running, really, running for her life, running really fast through the graveyard. Hey, another, in the previous, in Spookies, uh, Isabella there was running through a graveyard filled with zombies. Um, those zombies here, just an, just an old guy who can't really walk but well, that well. But it is one of those weird things where, like, she's running from him and she's running from him. And he keeps losing her, and he keeps losing her. It's like she'll run, and you'll see her running, and then it'll cut to him walking, and then he'll look up, and she'll be gone. Like she keeps vanishing, phasing out or something. But then all of a sudden it has one of those weird moments where she she kind of is running, and she hides. And then the moment she hides, he's like seven feet away from her. 
It's like this graveyard is probably acres and acres of property. How do you keep winding up right next to this guy? And I know it's it's a horror movie. Just let it ride. But it but is I mean because they specifically show her running very fast and him not walking fast at all, and yet somehow they wind up right next to each other. Now now the sun does seem to be falling. It does seem to be light out when they get to the graveyard, and then it's getting dark near the end. So maybe a lot of time was spent running around. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and Paul goes in there and he talks to the, the caretaker who looks like he's got some chicken or something. I can't quite tell what it is. Some kind of meat. It looks like fried um, meat in like a styrofoam container and a bunch of beers. And he's resting in the graveyard talking about the uh, Mr. Baker. They're stealing stuff from people. And um, and that, that, yeah, both of them kind of think, yeah, some, something haunted and crazy is going on. And it involves a little girl and her clown doll and stuff like that. And uh, the clown doll, which was stolen from someone else's dead body that he gave to his daughter, and that daughter has um, bad stuff is going on. So, um, yeah, there's it's, it's mostly running around in this because it, it starts off with Susan washing her face because you see Tina cut in half. And it's funny, like, the moment Tina gets cut in half, she just dies immediately. I mean, I figure, you know, you get cut in half, you're going to die shortly anyways but there's no there's no like even i mean yeah i would you, you i think you would die from almost immediate and rapid blood loss but surely there must be a moment or two right i mean because it isn't even like like it hits her cuts her in half and she's just dead she's just dead there's no there's no moment of suffering or no moment of what the hell just happened oh my god i can't feel my legs my legs are on the other side of the room there's nothing like that what a horrible thing and um i would not like to go that way thank you very much and um yeah and then susan's washing her face and all of a sudden she washes her face with blood and it's nicely it's a nice it's nicely done because she's like reaching out of frame patting her face with water and then she reaches down pats her face with water and suddenly her face is red and there is a moment where tina with a really weird look in her eyes shows up and it turns into the clown when susan's hugging her although i was kind of hoping that it would be one of those things where um uh where like when she went up to tina and it was really the clown like maybe uh uh, blood started to dribble out of the clown's mouth or maybe maybe like you see around like her midriff where she was cut in half there's like blood soaked into her clothes or something like that I thought that would have been a nice touch but that doesn't happen she just kind of looks weird and then she becomes the clown Susan runs away and then oddly enough we don't see Susan again for the rest of the time we do see the Mark character he gets on the CB with Martha talks to her briefly and starts looking for Susan um, I thought he knew Susan was going inside to clean up because he's like on his motorcycle shining the light into the woods going susan susan i think why are you doing that didn't you didn't you didn't you see her go inside the house and what happened to pedro is he still alive i guess he is he's still in there oh he's in there somewhere sleeping or something i don't know but um yeah that's about it for we got we are we are now um, martha and paul are in it ends with them in the mausoleum of the bakers and the little girl's spirit corpse or whatever is moving around and and did throw a vase or something at martha it looks like it actually like hit the um like some grating or a gate or something martha must have got hit by shards of it or she's she's not well poor martha so um i guess we'll leave it at there uh for that we're going to um uh when we come back next time folks we will be wrapping up spookies which only has five minutes and change we will have 
we won't be wrapping up Ghost House. We'll be getting pretty close to wrapping up Ghost House, but um, this moment we still have 15 minutes left, and I'm not going to cram 15 minutes into the next one. We'll we'll give the last five minutes their due because we're giving Spooky's last five minutes its due. So that's Spooky Minutes Spent in Ghost House, episode 47. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm going to play a little music. We'll be back next time. Wrap up Spookies and penultimate Ghost House. Here you go. (laughs) 